Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jason, Ken, and the third member. I'm Tim Barbalanks. It's Inside Access. Oh, he's terrible. He's a hack. 105.7 The Fan. It's always a good time when we get a chance to talk some baseball with Jim Bowden. Jim Bowden, obviously, writes for The Athletic, also on MLB Radio. And let's head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline now and talk to Jim Bowden. And Jim, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We haven't checked in with you for a while. I am curious to get your thoughts on the Orioles, who won their 80th game last night. Uh, they, they split with Houston over the weekend, had a chance to actually sweep that series. And if they did... They probably still have a shot to make the playoffs. Instead, while they're mathematically still alive, it's a long shot. Yeah, but it's been a great year, right? It's been a stepping stone if you want to talk about what was the greatest individual team story in baseball in 2022. It is the Baltimore Orioles because no one expected them to finish anywhere except last place. You can't find an analyst anywhere that had them anywhere but there. So to be able to have all the young players come together the way they did, to watch the way Mike Elias uh, built that pitching staff, uh, moving the wall back, the effect that they had, the continued development of the young position players they have, the promotions of Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, the Orioles are now in a position that they can attract free agents. Free agents are going to come and they're going to see the direction of the team. And so for the first time in a long time, Free agents are going to want to come to Baltimore. Um, the Orioles are going to have money to to trade for players besides free agency. So the window to really be legitimate contenders is going to be 2023 instead of 2024, which I think was probably most people's original target date. Sure. And now it's going to be a year early. So I think this year a huge win for Baltimore fans. Well, and Jim, all that has us doing stuff around here that we haven't done in a long time, which is start to look forward to the hot stove and talk about guys like Mitch Hanniger and Gene Segura and how they might look here. And you had um, another brilliant column last uh, week at The Athletic that got our wheels spinning uh, about guys who maybe are off the radar or you might not think – uh, are, are, are potential trade targets, but here's why it would make sense to do so. And one of those guys, Pablo Lopez, I've been stumping for since before the deadline. But you also had uh, Burns in there, which I thought was interesting because obviously Minnes- uh, Milwaukee's going for it at the deadline. He's not someone who would be available then. But you look at their abundance of pitching. Um, could you see the Orioles being in play for, for either, both of those guys, either of those guys? Yeah, I can see him playing for both. I can. Look, look Mike Elias knows how to win. You know, I, I think a lot of times people don't really understand. He was there with Houston when they were losing 100 games, and, and he was there to watch 
and be a part of building into a world championship club. So he knows how to do it. And certainly the formula that he's done is working and the future extremely bright. And he's been drafting a lot of position players with it, with his first pick. And you guys have Grayson Rodriguez coming. Uh, but the reality is he knows how to win championships. And, and look, the teams that are going to be left in October, they're going to have a Garrett Cole. Or they're going to have a Justin Verlander. They're going to have an Adam Wainwright, yeah. or, you know, they're going to have a Max Freed or, or they're going to have a Julio Urias. I mean, that's how it works. And so, you know, the question becomes, you know, can the Orioles make these trades without trading their very top prospects? And the answer is probably yes. And if you look at what Milwaukee ended up doing at the deadline with Hayter, right, they, they didn't go after any of their top three or four or five prospects, but they got prospects, two really good ones in the six to ten range, um, because Milwaukee understands, you know, the fairness of that. Now, Corbin Burns, you would only control – for two more years, mm-hmm. but they're not going to sign him. They're not going to pay him what it's going to take in two years. So trading him, I think they learned at the deadline, it divides a clubhouse if you're in a pennant race yes. and you trade a star player. You can't really do it. And you don't want to wait a year to trade because the trade value when you only have one year controls a lot less. So a team like Baltimore, when you're about to open your contending window, you, you go and trade for a guy like Corbin Burns and make him your number one starter, that takes the pressure uh-huh. off of everyone else and allows you to compete that much quicker. So uh, I do think the Orioles match up, whether it's a Burns, whether it's a Sergei Otani, whether it's a Pablo Lopez. Oh. I, I do think there are matches there because Michael Elias has done such a great job in building that farm system. Otani? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to get moved right? this November. You know, because, again, Otani wants to win. He's in the prime of his career, and he's not going to win with the Angels. The team is for sale. Um, and they really need to rebuild. There's no point in them keeping them the, the one more year and, and and not get the compensation that you could get in a trade. So, you know, is Baltimore a spot that he would like to go to? I don't know the answer right. to that. But you do have the prospects if you want. If if you wanted to make a deal like that, I I can't see the Orioles making a deal of that magnitude unless they could sign them right. at the time. And I'm not sure with the ownership situation if they mm. would go to that level. But you never know. I mean, Otani would be a game changer for the, the Orioles' future, whether the Angelos's keep the team or sell the team. Well, Jim, uh, to that point with Shohei Otani, you're mentioning with the other guys, maybe they don't have to give up some of their top prospects. I would assume any trade involving Shohei Otani, they're going to be talking about Gunnar Henderson. They're going to be talking about Adley Rutschman, amongst other top prospects that they have on the farm. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think the Orioles are probably going to say, you know, we're not doing Rutschman or Henderson right. in, under any circumstances. But, you know, we'll talk about the quantity after that. You know, it would have to be that kind of deal. But then again, you can't do that for one year of Otani. you got to be – it wouldn't make sense for the Orioles to trade prospects for one year of Otani. So to me, if they were to trade for Otani, it has to be in a situation where he would agree to a deal prior to – and I'm not sure in the ownership situation the way it is right now, that's realistic. And that's why I look at Burns and Lopez being more realistic as, mm-hmm. as far as being real possibilities in terms of trade targets. Well, Jim, internally with the Orioles, Anthony Santander, that was a player that we thought could possibly have gotten dealt at the trade deadline. He just hit his 31st home run uh, last night, became just the third Oriole all-time switch hitter-wise, hitting 30 or more home runs. He's arbitration eligible next year. Do you expect them to hold on to him or possibly package him in a trade to get other major leaguers? 
So what Mike Elias has done with the other GMs is he's kept an open mind and he'll listen on everybody. That's what he's been doing. I don't think his intention was to trade Santander or Cedric Mullins, but I think he'll listen if the right deal makes sense. I mean, you know, you saw what he did at the deadline. I mean, he traded his closer and the most popular player on the team, Trey Mancini, because he had an opportunity to get pieces that are going to really help the Orioles over the next two or three years. And so although Mike is looking at today, he's more concerned about how can I build this team so I can be like the Astros and literally have four or five years of contending, which when you're in a division with the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays and all those big payroll teams, you want to be set in a situation where you can keep winning. So although I don't think Santander is a guy that he's shopping or wants right. to trade, but if somebody walks in and wants a switch hitting 30 home run bat and is willing to give up, the pieces that would help longer term and more control and more cost effective, he absolutely will consider it is what I'm told from other G. Sure. Sure. I um, want to branch out a little bit in, inside the division. This is obviously going to be a massive off season for the Red Sox who have to re-recruit some of their guys and, and they've got a lot broken there pitching wise and, and otherwise. And then you brought up a really interesting concept, um, which makes sense because this is how the Rays are. The Rays may be jumpstarting their off season by trading Wander Franco. Huh. Um, just how, I mean, do, since you've written that, have you picked up any steam? Like, it could happen, and I guess, the again, the Rays, you can't rule anything out with them because they're always trying to play chess three or four moves ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, they called me. They said it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, and, and, I, and I said, yeah, but if you had the right offer, you would move them. And I said, T- tell me if Washington would give you the same package right. they got for Soto. And they said, of course we'd make that. Yeah, I said, okay, so <laughs> the point I was trying to make is that you got Trey Turner, you got Carlos Correa, yeah. Uh, you've got Dansby Swanson uh, and, and maybe Xander Bogarts or probably Xander Bogarts. It's a lot of money, right? Yeah. And then if you sign them, you know, they're all going to be five to ten years older than Franco when you sign them. So my point was, wouldn't you rather have yeah. Franco at 21 years old, already signed? You're a big market team. You can afford it. He's already signed. You don't have to worry about that. You get him all of his prime years, the entire contract. Uh, you know, and then I, you look at the Rays position and, you know, they don't have money at all to compete. So they have to beat you with young players. If you can turn them into four or five really good prospects, you're telling me they wouldn't do it. Of course they would. If the Yankees called them and offered them Volte and Peraza and, and a package of four or five right. guys of that level, they, they, they would, they would trade them. And so that's, that's the point that I was just trying to make out there um, with him. But, you know, as far as Tampa goes, they tell me unlikely. Jim, last thing for you: Does the Orioles in contention include, in your opinion, them trying to uh, aggressively extend Gunnar Henderson and, and Adley Rutschman? So I don't think there's a hurry or a rush to do that. Um, I, I think you've got a year to to wait if you want. I mean, it really depends. The market's kind of set, right? So you know what Julio Rodriguez got. You know what Wanda Franco got. If I'm representing Rutschman, I'm going to beat Rodriguez's deal. So are you ready to do that, or do you want him to do it for one more year? And and with Gunnar Henderson, I'm going to argue that he's going to do more damage than Franco, so you've got to give me more than that. Are you willing to right. do that? And if you're the owner and you might be selling the team, why would you put that on the books? Sure. You control the players for six years anyway. I just don't think business-wise – 
it makes sense in the Angelos' situation. From a GM's perspective, sure. I, I would try to do that, especially with Rutschman. I would try to do that because he's such a unique – he'll be the best catcher in baseball for the next decade. So if you could lock him up early, it's always a lot cheaper today than it's going to be five years from now when they're doing their thing. Yeah. So I'm definitely a fan of trying to get it done, but I'm a little bit concerned that we've set a market with Tatis and Franco and Rodriguez, and you're going to have to pay them. Are you sure you don't want to see it one more year? Are you sure you don't want one more year of health? Are you mm-hmm. sure you don't want one more year of negative PED tests? That That's what you have to ask yourself. I, I would tend to wait a year if I were the Angelos's, but that's just my opinion. Jim Bowden, always great. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Inside access uh, here on a Tuesday. Interesting stuff there. Uh, fascinating. Yes. Negative PED test. Oh, you know, <laughs> you're thinking like a GM. I, I, well, he's also we're, we're, that, well the, Tatis, Tatis is pop. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. why he mentions that. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 